I don't know how to explain it. It's like any other, like we all have illnesses or ailments, right? I have autoimmune conditions. I don't tell people about it. You can't see it. I go about my day. I look healthy. I put on a smile. That's the problem, right? There's a difference between complaining and, and just being open with someone. This is what it is. And honestly, having a poop stain on my shirt or whatever, a barf stain, to me is a badge of honor. It means that <laughs> I dealt with that crap right. for the last 24 hours. I'm proud. Sleep <laughs> is your life. And Alexandra knows it, and you know it, and I know it. If you're not sleeping, you're not functioning, and you're miserable, and you're talking about mental health, you're feeling crazy mm -hmm. because you are crazy. Kai, you can't right. walk around with no sleep. That's insane. No. Adobe, the creator of Peace Pals, a nonprofit, allows ordinary people to become extraordinary. Her concept is relatively simple. Peace Pals becomes the liaison between two strangers who morph and transcend into soulmates due to their uniquely unfortunate circumstances of loss or personal struggles. Her platform is reminiscent of the pen pal days when you could correspond with a total stranger. Christy has definitely given a new perspective to this concept and orchestrates a symphony of harmony of two humans that need to be touched and connected. As we move forward from the year of the pandemic, we appreciate and are grateful for her incredible work that Christy is putting forth. Christy's concept and platform will and are supporting many around the globe who are stuck with a loss of hope and support. Thank you, Christy, so much for your positivity, enthusiasm, and boundless energy that brightens the universe with illumination of passion and positivism. Hey everyone, this is Helene, and this is coming from my heart. And today is our one year anniversary, so woohoo! Drum roll. June 10th, I sat down at the kitchen table and I looked at Alexandra and shared my story. And tomorrow, Chrissy will share hers and how Peace Pals was born. Every connection we've made has given us the opportunity to thrive and to flourish. We're like caterpillars. We've experienced our own metamorphosis and are now illuminated with many shades of color that define our podcast of individualism, courage, and the voice of validation of never feeling alone. I wanted to say thank you for the unconditional support of our family and friends. And to our wonderful guests, keep shining your beautiful lights of positivity, love, and optimism. Of course, I want to thank Alex for your unconditional support and just being there when we need you, our sound support person. And to Monica, Sam, Jessica, and now, of course, Lulu, we appreciate all your effort and hard work as we continue to validate all these beautiful stories and people. Ella, we cannot forget about you, our first Aussie. Thanks for your friendship and the website. And of course, a huge thanks to our loyal and amazing Coming From The Heart family and friends. We love you so much and want you to continue to bring you the best and most creative platforms, creators, and guests. Wanted to take a moment just to thank my co-host, my daughter, and uh, my firstborn, as they say. Thank her for being a wonderful person that 
you know, looked over at me as I sat at that kitchen table and said, mom, yeah, you definitely can do it. And sure, why not? I'll be the co-host too. So I appreciate you, Alexandra. And um, thank you for all you do with social media, being my co-host and just being you. So XOXO, happy anniversary. And I want to take a moment right now because I have someone in my house studio. <laughs> yes, it is my brother. And he's going to come on and say hi for a moment because this is our one year moment of anniversary. So, hey, Chuck, what's up? Hey, congratulations <laughs> to Helene and Alexandra for one year of fantastic podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. Woo Thank you, Chuck. We appreciate your support and love. So, guys, here we go. I want you to uh, sit back and I want you to relax. I want you to enjoy this conversation with our really nice and great friend, Christy. Hey there, Christy Dalby from Peace Pals. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Good. Great, yeah. great, great. Thank you so much for coming aboard. And we had a lot of fun with you last week with our Instagram live. So we're so happy to have you on now officially for an episode. Yeah, you guys are so easy to talk to. So I was really looking forward to like having another conversation, even though I know that one went longer than, than yeah. you expected, Helene. I thought it was great. So no, it was great. I mean, I, honestly, Alexandra hopped on and, you know, it, the thing I like so much about live is because it is live and it's the, you know, it's like anything goes. I was trying to angle my camera. Sometimes it was sort of like upside down. And, you know, I think that people kind of know like the authenticity of that. And I feel like mm -hmm. that really reflects a lot of what we're about. We're raw, we're here, right. we're doing it, we're hopping on platforms. So, so let's just, you know, dive right in and to talk about, you know, platforms. Why well, I mentioned that word, of course, about your nonprofit organization called Peace Pals and how and the why and why we're here today talking to you and having this wonderful afternoon of conversation. Yeah. So I started Peace Pals back in February and Peace Pals is a platform, or I also refer to it as a project, where people send me stories from all around the world about their struggles. And then what I do is I facilitate a connection between individuals so that they can serve as Peace Pals to one another and offer each other comfort, you know, celebrate with them when there's something happy going on and just be an ear for them or, a, you know, a shoulder to virtually cry on if they need to. Wow. No, that's amazing. How did this all begin? Why did you want to bring people together? So I've always suffered from anxiety and one day it was just really bad. And I just, every time I have, uh, you know, anxiety or a panic attack, I kind of just do it in silence and I do it alone. And I thought, you know, this is a really unsafe place to be to just be alone in your, in your thoughts. And I said, I can't be the only one who feels so lonely when I'm going through something. So, you know, if I had someone that I could talk to that really understood, I feel like it would probably help me. I've tried the counseling route. I've spoken to doctors about it. They want to prescribe medication, which again, I'm totally fine with, but it's just the processes to help me in the past weren't working. And I thought if there's someone I could talk to that was like, you know what, I go through the same thing. I totally get it then maybe that would bring me some comfort and not feeling like I was alone or I was crazy in my thoughts. I've never really had anyone to talk to about that because no one's fully understood why I even had anxiety. You know, it, it's not something that you can escape or just because you have a good life, it doesn't mean that anxiety is going to pass you by. It, it doesn't discriminate. So 
yeah, yeah, it really started through my own journey, just feeling alone. And it's been years and years. It's been over 30 years of feeling this loneliness. Wow. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm thinking as you're speaking and I'm just thinking about my own situations and, you know, Alexandra being a Gen Zer, and I think her community of the community of Gen Z are people that are being so open to wanting to talk mm -hmm. about mental health. And we've had some great people hop on and talk about the fact that the Gen Z specifically, I'm thinking about Jay Goodman talking about that, where that generation particularly is cool with talking about it. And I feel like I'm being repetitious with what I'm trying to say, but I think the point is that the stigma of talking about it is hopefully going to go away with the fact that a certain generation, and you know, I can't say I'm leaving out the millennials with it because of course them as well, but specifically the Gen Zers are like, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Let's get some platforms about it. And, you know, and I think that's wonderful. And I also wanted to just think about when you were speaking, now that you're having platforms to talk about your anxiety with, and you've mm -hmm. created Peace Pals and so forth, do you feel any better because you're now connecting with other people that, of course, have gone through anxiety. Has it made your anxiety any easier? It has. I actually connected with someone. So my story is not on my feed. It's really hard being vulnerable. <laughs> so I haven't, you know, I think being vulnerable is really brave. I just, I've never really told my story until I decided to jump into this. But I was speaking with someone who also has a platform and just telling her my story and I was getting, oh my God, that's me. I can totally relate. Mm. Holy smokes. Like I go through the same thing. I used to think that way too. You had postpartum. So did I, what did you feel? And I was like, whoa, I have never, ever, ever spoken with someone who says, I see you, I get it. And this was a complete stranger. So, you know, I've dubbed her my peace pal now <laughs> and we connect, we will text each other every once in a while and just to say, Hey, how's it going this week? How are you I, feeling? I think it's the fact that you finally feel like you're being seen, right? You're finally mm -hmm. feeling like you're getting the validation and not to negate therapy, but it seems like for you, like it wasn't getting at like the root cause of what your anxiety was in the way that you needed to feel connected to someone to share this experience. Right. It was always what's going on in your life. What have you been through? What was your childhood like? And I really don't have any answers because I've lived a very good life. I've, I've been very fortunate. And I know that. And, and I think that's what's more frustrating because it's always been like, I don't know what's causing this, but I'm feeling it and I can't get it to go away. And, you know, those who don't experience that, they're like, well, I don't, I don't get it. Like get over it. And get over it and I don't get it and you shouldn't feel this way are like the worst things that you can hear when you are just like drowning in your emotions. Mm, so yeah. mm. I feel like finding someone that's like, I get it. I see you. I hear you. I am you. That to me is so powerful. I mean, how can it not be? I think the fact that you finally were able to find someone that, you know, you finally like, like, oh, I'm sure it was like an amazing, like, aha moment. You know? How did, how did you want to tell a little bit about how you and your peace pal connected? Yeah. I mean, I just, like I said, she has a platform. She actually has her own podcast. It's called Empower to Heal. And she speaks with people who pretty much do what I do. Like they take something that has been a, a crutch for them and they use it to better themselves and better others. And when I came across her platform, I was like, I'd love to talk to you. 
So we set up a call and it was within five minutes. It was just instant. It was instant. Hmm. It's so cool that you have your own piece. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like you have this, this, this amazing project, but you can say, yeah, I have that too. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, as you're speaking, I was thinking about the Instagram live and maybe even our previous conversation about when you're going through something and specifically mental health and Mm -hmm. you're going through this anxiety. And when you go to a therapist, and again, we're not throwing therapy under the bus. I mean, because therapy is wonderful, you know, finding the right person and the right timing in your life and and maybe even a life coach or whatever support that you feel that you Mm -hmm. can get. You are silently suffering because people can't see it. Right. I went through my own stuff too. And it's so frustrating to constantly hold yourself up when you just are completely depleted inside. So if you want to just comment on that. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting exhausting because I would just get up and do my nine to five job and put on a smile and be in meetings and in the break room. And I'm dying inside with this angst, but I didn't want anyone to know because then I was weak or then I couldn't perform my job or like, what's wrong with her? And I didn't want that. So what did I do? I just didn't talk about it. And then I, I would get in my car and literally feel the muscles in my face relaxing because I was so tired of smiling. I was so tired of being peppy. And, you know, people always, my whole life, they would call me smiley. I'm always smiling everywhere I go. And I think I just, I just kind of learned to, or I don't want to say I learned to do it. I did it for so long that I think it's just I just do it. And it's good because I think it does help you if you're happier and if you're smiling and if you know if you look good, you probably feel a little better. Not all the time, but it's exhausting because it's not really the outer me was not portraying the inner, my inner self. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would come home and just feel defeated. And then, you know, there's round two, you have kids and you have dinner and you kind of put that face on again and then you go to bed and you're just alone in your thoughts. And that's where I found myself many a night and I haven't, you know, totally gotten over it. I, I feel a lot better, but it's just not a good place to be. And, you know, I think I mentioned this on, on our live, I've never had suicidal ideations or anything. I've never self-harmed. I've never thought about that stuff, but I can see how that can quickly happen when you're completely alone. And you know, the, the silence I feel like is deafening for the person that it's happening to, but nobody sees it and nobody hears it. And it's just a scary place to be. First off, well, I just wanted to, we both want to just say thank you so much. Cause I know that it's not easy to share and that sometimes when sharing it's difficult, you know, it might bring up stuff for you. So we just wanted to mm-hmm. say thank you first off so many others are suffering through what you have so that you know you are not alone with what you are doing and by sharing your story you're definitely helping others cope with what's going on because I think the thing that with anxiety or anything with mental health it's like you feel so isolated and you can Mm -hmm. see all these videos and you can go on Instagram and but then it's just like but you're still by yourself so the fact you're able to connect people in such a virtual world is it's just amazing because then like people need connection we've all learned that this year yeah people people, like need that touch and that Mm -hmm. foundation of being seen 
Yeah, and human connection can, I mean, it can boost your immune system. Like, it's insane how powerful human connection is. And I think we're at an age right now where, like, we have the world at our fingertips with social media, and you can reach anyone. I had said I had reached, I've reached 11 countries since February, and it's, I'm amazed that I've even had that far of a reach, but it's so easy to find someone, even if it's not, you know, you're not physically touching them and connecting with them or hugging them, pick up your phone. I mean, I do it at least once a week with my piece, Paldina. How's it going? You know, and sometimes it's, I've had a tough week. Okay. What's going on? Whatever. And it might just be a five minute exchange, but it actually helps. It really helps. And I mean, what better time than this age where, you know, like you said, Helene, we have these millennials that are ready to talk. I mean, they've probably seen it in their generations. People haven't talked. Enough is enough. They're talking and we have technology now that can connect all of us. So it's, it's time to end the stigma. We have to. Mm, absolutely. You have so much good content. What you're saying, I'm actually taking some notes today because yeah. I, I, I haven't done that in a while because I want to like circle back and remember what you were saying. Yeah. You talked about this smiley image that you portrayed. And I just want to like comment on that for a moment. Yeah. I think that probably some people in your circle or wherever are probably thinking, how is that possible? She has this great demeanor and like, oh my God, look at her. And if you want to you know, comment on that, I also wanted to talk about postpartum too, because yeah. I think that that's something that fortunately I didn't go through after I had my children, but I have a very close friend who did. And mm-hmm. I know that that is in itself completely debilitating. And I feel that here I am throwing the doctors under the bus, but I don't believe that your gynecologist obstetrician does a good job. They hand you pills. What else is new? Pill popping nation that we are. And they Mm -hmm. send you on your way. So if you want to just comment on that. Sure. So the smiley thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. It's like any other, like we all have illnesses or ailments, right? I have autoimmune conditions. I don't tell people about it. You can't see it. I go about my day. I look healthy. I put on a smile. That's the problem, right? There's a difference between complaining and and just being open with someone. So you can be open and you can be vulnerable. And I think that's healing for you. And you don't know who else you're healing because you could be going through the same thing, but I can't tell because you're, you're doing the same thing. You're going to work. You're going to school. You're excelling in whatever you're doing. Silence is, I mean, it's easy to cover up, right? It's so, I I think it is. I think it's so easy to hide your emotions. And I think that's why, you know, when they say like people commit suicide, but I didn't know the signs weren't there. You're right. They weren't there. The signs aren't there for a lot of things. It doesn't mean that it's not there. Mm. That's what I'm like. And I don't know how to get people to be more open. You know, I hope that by sharing stories, I hope that my platform shows that it's okay to share your story. You're not alone in this. And it, you know, I've, I've had someone reach out to me, a man actually, which is, is rare. Men do not talk about mental illness. And he said, just seeing my story on your page brings tears to my eyes. And that's what I want. That's what I want. Just tell your story. Cause we can't see it behind your smiles. We can't see it when you're alone in your room. We can't see it when you're in that meeting presenting. Let's talk about it. 
just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So let people know that it's there. It's okay. It doesn't make you weak. I think it makes you pretty brave. Yeah. I think it's also to the vulnerability of sharing or the fact that people in their life might not feel like they have people to share with or that, mm -hmm. or, or it could be like a burden type of thing where it's like, oh, like, I don't want to burden you with your problem. And you know, the Jonas Brothers, the song, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's called Happy When I'm Sad or something like that. I was looking it up when you were talking about it because the song so reminds me of what you're going through, like putting on this face and like walking in the world and mm -hmm. no one really knowing like your inner true self. But the fact that you've gotten to this point is amazing. And we hope that so many others will. It's just, it's so hard. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. You know, you use the word burden. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. I'm going to burden my parents or my husband or my kids if I let them know. But you don't need to sit there and complain about it. Just say, this is how I feel. I think I need help. That's it. You don't have to always tell your whole story. I, I don't tell my story to people who I don't think are going to help me, but you have to reach out and ask for help because there are people who want to help you, but they don't know what they don't know. I love so, that. I love that. We should like make that into a hashtag or something <laughs> because yeah. And I, and I'm thinking about situations and I taught college, grad school, whatever. One of my students committed suicide semesters before. I mean, I had him semesters before, and I think that's the class thing that everybody says, oh, well, God, were there any signs? And oh, if I had known, because truly there are not signs because people who seem great and happy are the ones sometimes who commit suicide because they maybe have made that decision at that moment in time where maybe they had some issues going on and then they seem so happy and wonderful because maybe, you know, I'm not I'm going to clarify, of course, to say I'm not a in a position just, you know, to give advice, but this is my own take on it, where they made that decision. And that's why maybe the happiness has come through because they're at peace with that. And it's really mm -hmm. difficult to really get into that person's head or, or even know. And I, you know, and I, and I just want to comment back onto the postpartum because yeah. I know in postpartum situations, as I have a friend who went through that, that is dark as dark can get. Because, you know, you've had a baby, hormones are all over the place. I mean, you know, you've had you have your children as well. Yeah. And then you're dealing with that situation where it's just, I don't think it's addressed. I think that there needs to be less stigma about it, talked more, mm -hmm. the men's situation of men expressing themselves and stigma. So um, how, how do you feel about all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So postpartum is hard because... I was happily married. I'm still happily married. But uh, at the time, I'd been married for three years. I We knew we wanted children. I've always wanted to be a mother. And then I give birth to this perfect, healthy baby boy. And I'm like, what the hell did I do? And I loved him to death. <laughs> but I was just, I can't even explain it. I was just so depressed. And I was just, nothing in my life could make me happy. It didn't matter that I had this boy and that he was healthy and that, you know, my pregnancy was fine. And I had a supportive family. I was so miserable. I wanted to shut myself off from the world and just spend time with him. I know some people don't want their children or they harm their, their children. I didn't, that wasn't my story, but I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to eat. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. 
I didn't want to see my husband, talk to him, and I couldn't explain why. And it brought me back to all the years of anxiety where I couldn't explain why, but this was, this was a lot worse. This was a lot worse. And it took me a few months before I even went to my doctor and asked for help. And I couldn't even get the words out in the office. I broke down, I mean, harder than I really ever have. But you're right. They give you medication and they send you to a counselor. Hmm. What do you think would be a positive aspect to support that now that you've gone through it? My friend has gone through it. Alexandra, you have children in your lifetime or whatever, you know, <laughs> part of this conversation. Um, but hormones do some wackadoo stuff to your body. You know? They do. And I, yeah. I think more people need to talk about it. So I didn't know much about having children. You know, I was 28 when my son was born, but I didn't really have friends that had really started having kids yet. And, you know, my, my mom didn't really talk much about what happens after I was pretty clueless. I didn't know what was going to happen to my body. I didn't realize what was happening hormonally. I didn't realize how lack of sleep can really, really um, be detrimental. So I think that people just need to talk about it. If you know someone that's having a baby, talk about it. Just, you don't have to scare them, mm -hmm. you know, but just let them know, let them know that the first three months are really hard. Let them know that you're there. And I can't stress this enough. When I, you know, had my son, I wanted to be superwoman. So I still wanted to cook the dinners and keep a clean house and dress <laughs> nice and put on makeup. And that's not reality. That's not going to happen. So no. when someone offers to help you, when someone offers to do your laundry, when someone offers to bring you dinner, say thank you, <laughs> because it is so important to accept the help. You're still super mom. That baby depends on you all day long, and that's who needs you. So if someone is saying, let me do your laundry, let me bring you dinner, let me take your older children out for a few hours, just accept it. That's my advice. Accept it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so being that I haven't had kids and I might just have <laughs> in my life, yep. you go. <laughs> let's say you go for that first ultrasound. Now, does the OBGYN do they discuss? Is it even brought to the table? Is it even a discussion, or is it mo more focused on like, let's have a healthy baby? You know, of course, making sure that your health is okay and you know everything is good in that, but. The mental health component, is that brought to the table? Probably not, right? It wasn't for me. And I, I've never heard that it has been for anyone else. I mean, I obviously don't want to speak for everyone, but no, mental health was never addressed. Mm -hmm. what, what would happen when the baby came home was never, never talked about. I mean, they focus on your health, the baby's health, you know, teaching you about lactation and oh. sleep schedules. They don't teach you mm -hmm. about what it will do for your emotional well-being. Okay. I, I got, I got a comment here. I've got a lot to say for a moment. Okay. First of all, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're a lot younger than I am. And Alexandra's 23. I'm 55. So all I can say is shame, 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 shame on the medical people out there. I'm sorry, Dr. Gerardus, if you're listening into this, you know, I know that you can't save the world with all the pregnant women, but, and, 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 and have a mental health stance. However, maybe we need to hook up with Jake a little bit to talk about, <laughs> when you are going and you know through your pregnancy and the focus of course is on your health the baby's health but god, my god what the hell happens after you have this baby and if you're lucky and i was lucky because mm -hmm. alexandra you we it was 
you were like this textbook classic, no, wonderful. I was late. I was late. No, okay. We're not going to get into that. You were two weeks. Okay. But I'm talking upon arrival. I'm trying to trying to be positive here, Alexandra. And the fact that you slept with me and you probably still would, that you didn't want to ever sleep in your own bed. And that, you know, we were- I went through I, the but, same with my son. Okay. Yeah. And I would it's say- another thing I didn't tell anyone. That he slept in my bed for many well, years. I get people to talk. So anyway, the bottom line, I would say, I'm sorry. I know there's fervor out there and you're supposed to let the baby cry. Screw mm -hmm. it. I say, this is my, I could write something on this. Sleep when that baby sleeps, screw your house, screw whatever, who cares what you eat, eat something. Right. If you're nursing and, you know, obviously you want to keep your nutrition up, but, right. you know, takeout is definitely a good thing. Have your husband do whatever he can and, exactly. you know, have him support when you, you know, you need some moments of time and the lactation and like all that stuff. I'm sorry, those crazy lactation people in the hospital telling you, you got to breastfeed. Look, I nursed and that's my personal thing, but people do do what is good for you. But the bottom line yeah. is that it is the responsibility of the health practitioners, whether you're going to a clinic, to a regular OB, whatever your situation is, to let you know your hormones are going to go completely wacko crazy. Mm -hmm. You just brought a human into this world. Okay. What do you expect to be like right. shopping next day at Target? Like, walking around with your newborn and feeling wonderful because you haven't slept. I mean, I'm probably scaring a lot of people out there, but look, I have a 23 year old right there sitting there. So it did work out and I have an 18 year old. Okay. And you have your children, but I think it's really back to, you know, we, I can be quite funny about all this stuff and clearly I can't say a lot of these, what I'm really thinking on this podcast, but that's another conversation another time. But the mental health aspect is ignored and men don't have a clue. Men no. don't have a clue. They have no idea. So go ahead, say your piece. Go ahead, Chris. Well, what, what I was going to say is you brought up a good point. Do you think you're going to be out shopping with your baby, looking all cute, pushing, you know, the number one baby stroller for 2021? The answer is probably no. But here's the double-edged sword with social media, right? You follow all of these influencers and they're doing it. Mm. So why can't I do it? Mm. For all we know, the the... Uh, stroller's empty and the baby's at home with a nanny or grandma and she just had a couple hours to herself to put on makeup and snap some photos but that's not what that's not reality so you know on one hand social media is amazing like I just said before the the reach is is outstanding it's it's so much easier to talk about things on social media because you're hidden behind a screen so I feel like that could be like a safety for some people but then again, you're seeing, well, she has a baby and look at how clean her kitchen is. And she, why was she able to, why is she able to nurse like that? Look at how she's nursing in public. Like, why, why can't I do that? So, yeah, you know, I just, just, I just, I'm laughing with you and along with you because <laughs> I say, screw them all. Put your kid in the bed. Don't roll over on the kid and sleep <laughs> as much as you possibly can and ignore everything. And eventually a few months later, you'll figure it out. I mean, Alexandra, you know, I have, I have a question though for you, because I feel like there's probably a difference being a mom in the age of social media and then being a mom 
not in like social media. I mean, like for myself, I feel like when I talk, I date myself. I said, oh, thank God. Like when I was in middle school, there was only Facebook and not TikTok and <laughs> all this stuff because I was this fat, chubby kid in middle school and I would want to do the TikTok dances, but had no friends. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that, yeah, social media is good, but Sorry, I know you're the guest, but like, mom, if you had social media, would you have felt different? I mean, is like there's this competition between moms, no? It's a good question, Alexandra. It's a really, really, really good question. I mean, I referenced just for a moment, you know, look, I worked in Hoboken and that is the home of the millennial mom with the strollers and all that stuff. And sorry, Hoboken, but that's just how it was. It was the home of the nanny and the stroller and the latte and whatever else they were drinking. And I used to actually think about that when I would see these, you know, women out there full makeup, strollers. And I would laugh to myself because we were living in an apartment building at the time. I didn't want to see anyone. Your birthday is in January. I literally came out of like the, the apartment, maybe March, three months later, I, you know, I presented myself out there, but back to, I'm trying to circle back to your question. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, I don't even know how to answer it. I think it would probably have bothered me a little bit because I think how how is that an honest answer to say it wouldn't if I was on all these social media platforms like Instagram or Facebook and you know TikTok and like it is now because you do feel that little bit of oh this is what's going on and I should be like that. So I feel fortunate that I didn't have any of that stuff going on and I didn't really have a group of moms that at that time of course there was always mom groups that I identified with and maybe the mom group at that time I would have felt more upset but I really feel like that's sort of like my personality that I just do my own thing and screw it I don't care and I think I would kind of maybe feel a little bit upset but I'm so public but I'm so private and I just Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I was just kind of getting through each day. And really, I mean, in a beautiful thing, I will say is I just wanted to be with my baby. I wanted to be with you and I wanted to be with Presley. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to like enjoy the seconds of being with you guys. Yeah. And I just, I didn't care what everybody else was doing. So that's me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm very happy with myself. I wouldn't say I'm an introvert, but I'm comfortable enough with myself that I'm fine being alone. I'm, I'm happy being alone many times and I'm not easily influenced. I never have been, but it's still really hard when you see that mom who lost her baby weight and you have, you know, when I gave birth, I thought I was going to come back to being 110 pounds. Nobody told me that my belly wasn't going to be gone and I would still look six months pregnant. So that's another thing. Like, let's talk about this, people. You know, self-image is is important, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, still, it didn't help when I would see the mom that's, you know, mm-hmm. flat tummy and perfect stroller <laughs> and our hair and makeup is done. And here I am with, like poop stains on my shirt and barf on my shoulder you know mm. I can't can't stand my husband I haven't cooked in a month yeah it's yeah yeah it doesn't help I think even 
you know, if you're a strong person, it's still hard to see. It's hard to swallow. Yeah. I think that there needs to be a podcast about this, Alexandra. Christy, you're yeah. up for that. You know, let's do it. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> because I really, yeah, there, honestly, <laughs> you gotta like tell yeah. the real shit and like, this is what it is. And honestly, having a poop stain on my shirt or whatever, a barf stain to me is a badge of honor. It means that <laughs> I dealt with that crap right. for the last 24 hours and I'm proud and I'm not going to wash my hair. I couldn't even remember the last time I took a shower and, you know, mm -hmm. probably hate my husband most of the time because I'm hormonal. So get right. away from me. And like, that's reality. And honestly, yeah. I, we were talking to Jeremy the other day, Alexandra, we were talking about the plasticity of social media, but now it's evolving to be more reality. And I think, my God, you'd have like a zillion billion people You'd be viral. This if would be, you, really, you guys made a TikTok right now, I'm telling you, it would go viral. Because yeah, I, yeah, it, because come on, let's face it. And you're tired, so sleep when your kid sleeps and have mm -hmm. them sleep on top of you or sleep on the floor or sleep wherever you have to sleep. Wherever. I used to laugh as, you know, my kids were always in my bedroom sleeping. I'm like, well, you know, when they're dating or college, they, like, they got to get out. But, you know, I mean, it's just life. And you mentioned, Christy, about the sleep thing sleep is your life and alexandra knows it and you know it and i know it if you're not sleeping you're not functioning and you're miserable and you're talking about mental health you're feeling crazy mm -hmm. because you are crazy Kai, you can't right. walk around with no sleep that's insane no. so and, yeah you know people work so hard i mean people have always worked hard but i feel like there's so much pressure to like go to school and study and and get all these degrees and then go to work and climb and climb and climb that corporate ladder. And then you come home and you don't sleep. I mean, at some point it's, it's like a ticking time bomb. You're just going to, you're going to blow up and not, not in a good way. Absolutely. So. I, I can't relate to the kid thing, but I can relate <laughs> to the no sleep thing. And uh, school yeah. comes around and you're stressed and like, mm -hmm. there's such a connection with like sleep and mental health makes you irrational. Oh, oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. What brought you though? Like, I, again, thank you so much for sharing this part of you. And we appreciate that you feel so comfortable to share this. Yeah, what, what with the anxiety and then the postpartum depression, like what pulled you out of that? Like what made you, I mean, I know it was yourself who did that, but like what, what allowed you to kind of just get over that hump? I don't know if I ever get over it. I mean, I got over postpartum and they did give me some antidepressants, which helped. Anxiety is always here. I've always had, I mean, you know, I just started Peace Pals a few months back because I was in the throes of it. So I don't know that I get over it. I have to say Peace Pals has helped me so much, not because I now have a Peace Pal, but it's so, I'm just so inspired by everyone's stories. And for a while I would think, should I even mention my anxiety? because people are going through like child loss and parental loss. And, you know, I have someone who she had lost her mom and then she became at 19, the mom to her sister and then their house foreclosed. And she felt like she was at the end of her rope and had lived a thousand years by 19. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to share my story. And then I thought, you know what? This is my story part of my story we all have one and you can't give one story more weight than another once you start comparing I mean that's what do they say comparison is the thief of all joy 
you can't do that. So you now I tell people all the time, they'll say, well, I have a story, but what, what is it that you want? Do you have a theme? And I'm like, there's no theme. If you look at my, my feed, I have stories that range in topics and every story is significant to that person. And if it's significant to them and it's happened to them, then guaranteed it's happened to someone else. So you don't need to sit there and say, well, I didn't, you know, lose a spouse or I didn't, you know, have a battle of drug addiction. You have a story. We all have a story. We have more than one story. I can sit here and tell you more than one story that, you know, (laughs) that I have that has shaped me into who I am today. So I don't, I don't know if I answered your question, but I'm, I'm, I'm not over. I haven't gone over the hump. I think that I'm in a very good place in my life right now. And I feel very fulfilled with Peace Pals, more fulfilled than I had expected. And I think that that's helped me personally on this journey, but by no means am I, you know, healed. No. And I think that's an important point to bring up and thank you, because I think it kind of goes, my question kind of goes with what everyone wants. It's like, you went through something. Okay. What's the quick fix? Let's get this done fast. Mm-hmm. And I healing and going through your own mental health journey it's it's a process maybe there's no definitive timeline I've gone through my own stuff this past semester with just my own mental health struggles and Mm -hmm. actually going through fibromyalgia and I'm like I too am in a healing point but you don't know when that ends but I think it's important to recognize like where you're at in your journey and like thank yourself for just being you yeah I just feel like we're always healing right? Like we're always going to go through something. Like we're going to have these super highs in our lives and we're going to have some really low times and that's life. Like we have to just expect that. Then hopefully you're sailing somewhere in between and a happy medium, but it's a, I feel like you're healing throughout your life. Yeah. I really think it's, it's just a journey and you're just, you know, you're always trying to be better and get better. And sometimes you feel like you've overcome it. And from many people, maybe they have. And I, and that's, you know, my hope for anyone, but it's, it's not always reality. So just give yourself some grace and enjoy the good days. And, and, you know, when you, I always say, when I have a really bad day, I'll tell myself, I'm giving you this day today, but you're going to pull yourself up tomorrow and move on because there's nothing productive about just wallowing in your own self-pity and even if that means well then I get out of bed tomorrow well I got out of bed so that was progress I'm not gonna get up and say I'm completely better but I got out of bed and then the next day and I made myself two meals today or I took a walk and then slowly it'll hopefully snowball and then you'll start feeling better but it's it's a journey I love the advice. I, I, I think that's incredible advice because I was thinking as you were speaking about just the capacity to pay attention to your own mental health when you go through your slippery slopes. You know, every day is not rainbows and sunshine. I mean, that's completely unrealistic and that's the plasticity of social media, which hopefully is changing based on our discussion of postpartum. Hopefully that will be added in somewhere with that. But, you know, the reality. So, I mean, yeah. And I think that that's what people have to realize that it isn't rainbows and sunshine and that, you know, for myself as well, when I'm having that, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I can deal with what I was dealing with, but Alexandra and I talk about it. Yeah, but tomorrow is going to be a better day. Why? Because I'm going to make it a better day. I'm going to have that positivity. No one can do it for you. 
you have to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You, and then, and, and of course, that's something easy to say when you're in a great headspace. Right. Try it when you're not in a head, great headspace. You know, so that's, I think that's just like the reality of it. What I also just wanted to comment too is that you mentioned about the 11 countries. And of course, I always love to talk about international stuff. Yes. That, you know, if you want to just give us, I, you talked a little bit about this, I think on the live, possibly about how it works like tell us what people do you know with the whole sharing of the story so you're the mediator you're the connector if you want to just take it away a little bit sure so i get stories sent in from all around the globe and i go and post them on on our platform and when i first started this i thought well people will just read the story and say oh i want to be your friend but it didn't work that way so I said, well, I'm going to force the friendships because some people don't even realize that they need the friendship. So because I'm so close to every story, when I see similarities and experiences, I will reach out to both people and say, hey, I think I have someone that you'd love to meet. I think, you know, they've been through a similar situation. Is it okay if I introduce you? And I've never been told no. So I'll go in and I'll introduce them. And then I kind of step back and let them have a relationship it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful about the share yeah because our, our podcast we were talking about it Los Angeles, about sharing beautiful stories everybody has a story people share mm-hmm. their stories yeah yeah how do people find your page like i'm sure like it's word of mouth or just like you can go in that instagram deep hole where you find things that are like related how have people come to you So I reach out to a lot of people. I will search certain hashtags. So I'll just, you know, one day I'll just search through grief hashtags and people whose profiles are public. I'll take a look and and I'll say, well, it looks like this person has a story and I'll reach out and ask them if they'll share it. Some people say no. Some people say yes. Some people just ignore me. So I, you know, I get stories that way. I'll, I'll ask for it because we are fairly new. So, you know, I haven't gone viral yet. I'm saying yet because I'm manifesting that. (laughs) that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, once someone shares a story and I post it, then they'll go ahead and repost and tag. And then I'll guess I'll notice that some of their followers are are starting to follow too. Um, But I always reach out as soon as I notice that I have a, you know, a new follower, I'll always reach out. I'll introduce myself. I'll introduce the initiative. And I'll ask if they want to submit a story. Some people are not ready to submit stories, but they want a peace pal. And that's totally an option. I have a woman in Ireland who I connected with a woman in Texas. They both had family members who died by suicide. And the one in Ireland, she told me her story privately, but she just wasn't ready to share it publicly yet. So I reached out to her and said, I know you didn't want to share your story, but would you be open to having, you know, this pal? And and she was totally open to it. So yeah, I want people to know that you don't have to share your story if you're not in that place in your life right now. But if you still want to speak with someone, just let me know and I'll facilitate that introduction. We follow the same method of like (laughs) finding our followers too, because I feel like you have the same passion as we do to just like want to help people, want to connect to people we are manifesting with you about going viral as well. Oh yeah. Oh no, absolutely. And I feel like you definitely have a a niche for this because, you know, maybe that person you you read their story and maybe they will, they're not really sure if they feel comfortable connecting Mm -hmm. with that other person. So I kind of look at you, I visualize this, like you're this middle person and you have these two situations and then you bridge them together. And I feel I can connect with you so much because 
that's more or less what I've done pretty much my entire career of working with my second language students, just with different things. And Alexandra always says that I'm really good or professional at connecting people. And I really feel like it's a gift. I mean, I definitely think that we, I mean, I'm praising myself here, that it's a gift, but it is a gift because, you know, there's a lot of people that would be like, oh God, I, I, I can't do that. I can't yeah. connect these two people. Oh, that's so right. weird. And this and that, but you've brought such solace and, 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 and healing to people. Like, what does that feel like for you? It's inspirational to me. Like I, I'm, it feels weird taking like some sort of credit for this. I feel like this just happened so naturally to me. It's always been, why don't you just connect with someone that you, you know, have a connection with? Why don't you talk to someone that understands you? So when I started this, I mean, you know, of course there was, a, there was some self-doubt as with anything else. So I asked a few people what they thought and everyone was like, you have to do this. This is, you know, brilliant. It's, there's nothing like it out there. So I did it, but again, I just feel like I feel like I'm giving someone something that they don't even know they really need. That's what I feel like. I feel like sometimes you need to just tell someone what they need. And if they don't need it, they can politely decline. And I'm not in any way offended. I haven't had anyone decline, like I said, relationships yet. But I feel like sometimes you need to just let someone know, like, I see what what you might not see. I'm sure you saw a lot of potential in students that they may have not seen in, in themselves. I feel like I see the need and the void and it's, you know, I've made it my mission to fill it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, if yeah. I, 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 if it almost, I don't know. It feels natural to me. I, I don't know how else to explain it. You know, I started this journey with no background in, in mental health. I have a degree in English and writing and a background in marketing. So I, don't know anything about mental health other than my own struggles. But once I started it, I knew that this was just the passion that I've had inside me that I, I think a lot of people will, will search for a passion and you can't really look for it because I've always said like, what is like, what will be my legacy? I don't know. I didn't know it. And then it just kind of like happened and I just rolled with it. And now like, I can't, can't stop and it's not because I'm an expert it's not because I'm a professional it's just because I'm just so passionate about it mm. so wow I think often too you don't have to be a professional I mean I think that sometimes our society and culture wants you to be a professional and right. I always you know want to clarify if I'm saying something that yeah I'm not because I don't want somebody to come back and be like you said or Alexandra said da, 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 da. yeah you know, that's clarification but the fact that you are so mm -hmm. human in your own struggles and what you dealt with gosh, I believe that's more than enough. I, I believe that that's everything. And I believe that's why our podcast will be viral along with yours yeah. in that because we just give of ourselves and we speak the truth and we say what's up. And there's, and there's a lot of people that don't. And I think that a lot of people, and I'm going to use air quotes, buy into you because they trust you and they trust us and it's trust factor. And I believe that's more than just, that's more than enough than to have that yeah. certification or qualification. Absolutely. And it's funny because for a while I felt like I was hiding behind the Peace Pals logo. And I thought, are people going to trust me? And then I started saying, well, the only way they'll trust me is for me to start talking about this. And I think it deserves more than just a story on my page. Not that that's not significant. I don't 
mean that in that way, but I think that I need a little more space to really talk about what inspired the creation of this platform. And I started doing these podcasts and I feel like it's a good way for me to tell my story and talk about the initiative and what I have in mind for it. But I'm not putting myself at the center of my page because I always say that page is not about me. It's about them. It's about you. It's about your story. It's not about me. Like I can tell you my story, but there's nothing else for me to do. I'm not going to sit here and, and send you quotes. I'm all for a good quote, but I don't think that that's going to change the world. You know, a lot of people are just constantly posting quotes. We need stories. That's what we need. And that's what I want my page to be. I want them to see stories. I don't want them to see me, but um, I do want people to trust me. So, you know, when I get to connect with people like you, I think that that's, you know, really important, not only for, for your listeners, but also for my followers so that they know that like, I'm a human and I did this for you, for people that I don't know, but that, you know, deserve to have a voice and a friend. I got goosebumps just like you sharing all of this. And I want to go back to what you said, because I loved it so much. You said that you're bringing something into people's lives that they don't even need. And like, I feel like we're very spiritual people, but that's just so divine. Like that is just, I like felt it in my soul, honestly. Because I think that sometimes when things come into your life, you don't know if you need them but they could be unexpected in the best way so the mm -hmm. fact that you're just like you're like presenting a gift by bringing two people together honestly my dog sure. agrees he's barking yeah. <laughs> I agree with that too absolutely me and Cooper yeah, yeah. I, I was getting a little bit of goose pimples so we know that that's a validation of definitely something yeah yeah because you obviously as Alexandra was saying and I you know was thinking about when I was teaching you had the foresight because sometimes you were also I always use the word silo like you don't really see maybe what you really need unless someone says hey you know what maybe you know this person can support you or something like that and, and it really reminds me of you going away now Alexandra where you know I'm trying to connect with people in my own little community for your trip or you're going you're not going because it's always nice to hear what other people are doing in reference to really anything it's a, you know beyond mental health or anything like that I think it's just nice to have a support system someone who can really see out of the box see out of the situation and clearly christy you are doing that and so much more for these people and i i see yeah. that your energy i mean alexandra we're so in tune to energy and positivity that you you're glowing you're shining you definitely found your space and you found your place mm -hmm. so look out for what's ahead because clearly you've got a an amazing road ahead of you thank you yeah alexandra when you go to israel if you want to bring peace pals with you and oh my gosh if you get the opportunity to talk yeah. about it or, or just you know let people know to reach out to me oh of course absolutely oh my gosh. I think like the international connection is always I, I I say like I mean not to negate Americans but my mom <laughs> my mom teaching international students for so long like practically my whole life I just always felt more comfortable with people that are not American mm -hmm. I, and I think too like with the fact that you're bringing people together from different cultures like some people you know might like living here be like oh like what do I have to learn from someone like living in a different country or like we might not connect on like certain things where we live is so different but like really when it comes down to it like 
people all share the same problems. You might just be like living in different geographic conditions. Absolutely. Yeah. At the root, at our core, we are all the Mm -hmm. same. Mm-hmm. All the same. Mm-hmm. I used to say that all the time. And yeah. you know that Alexandra from my medley of friends from Iran, shout out to FISA and all my Chinese friends out there and my Indian friends. And, you know, it's not that we may not like Americans, Alexandra, because then it's you not know, that we don't like, you know, our whole, our whole feed and, you know, everyone's going to be like, screw oh, them. We're not I listening think to them. The fact that you can connect to people in different cultures in a yes. different way. Yeah. But, oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's, it's, it's that connection yeah. of like where you meet and like where you are and what, what two people bring from such different mm-hmm. locations, mm-hmm. like being in different places is so cool. That's mm-hmm. why like, I yeah. mean, one in the world wants to travel. Cause like, I think the yeah. part about traveling is like, you get to learn about different places where people live, but again, mm-hmm. going back to Peace Pals and like what it does, you're just bringing people together no matter where they live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love it. And and also the cultural aspect too, like someone in Texas and you said they're communicating with someone, I believe in India, if I say Ireland. Ireland, I'm sorry, it was an I, I forgot what it was, Ireland and, and, and Texas, mm-hmm. is that clearly, you know, I probably said it on the live, so different, so different in the culture, but yeah. clearly the same grief. And same. I always say people are people and I've learned that and I've been so privileged to have opportunities to have such great friends from all over the world and teach them and so forth that people are just people and everybody kind of goes through the same stuff and it's it's all the same. And it's just so nice that someone just gets you. And I think that's kind of what you were saying with your own situation mm-hmm. with your own peace pal. And I and the and the name, I don't know, did we 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 comment on the name, how much we love the name because I just Love your name. Oh, good. <laughs> I love it. Did, did you comment on like how it came I, about or something? I don't know. I did. So I, I I don't know if this is just because I have my degree in English, but I've always been into like alliteration. And I just thought, you know, anytime I think of a name, I, I just try to do an alliteration for some reason. But I thought, what what's my goal of this? You know, and the goal is to have a friend who brings some sort of peace in your life, because if, you know, you're going through something, you probably don't feel so peaceful. And then I thought, well, there's my alliteration and there's my name. And it, you know, it's one of those things, again, if you sit there and you think and you think and you wonder and you start scribbling things, you're probably not going to come up with it, but it just, it was like a light bulb. It just went off. Peace pals. And it it rolls off the tongue. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. I think this is a great way to wrap up with our favorite segment but actually before we get to that because i know you you were looking forward to that christy but would you like to do like a little this or that with us sure yeah let's do i don't know i was just thinking of something fun what's a good topic hmm how about food no i love food <laughs> yeah. food really well i don't know something hey, well, no, what, my what, mom wanted to like launch like a series of like food culture yeah well that's like, what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking well connection. okay my family's from portugal so i'm actually first generation american so i love culture and my husband is italian german and irish so let's let's talk food let's culture talk food. and connection yeah. let's do yeah. whatever yeah. you want okay. yeah cool. Like, this is not maybe like a this or that, but like, where's your f- most favorite place to travel? My favorite place to travel. I do love the Caribbean just because I, when I travel, I'm one of those people that need to like totally unplug and just like veg, but I haven't been to Europe in years and I'm just dying to go back. So yeah. Cool. 
Cool, cool. Okay, so if we're talking Europe, Alexandra, let's talk food. And and Christy and I actually in our pre-conversation, you were saying not that you're going to throw under the bus where you live, okay? Because <laughs> I'm not going to put that out there. But certain geographical areas of the United States really suck for food, okay? So like mm-hmm. really, really bad. So if we're talking food, let's talk. Okay, where would you want to get the best bagel, or where would you want to get the best pizza? That's okay. like such New Jersey things: pizza and bagels. Okay, it's okay. Or it's okay. Uh, My husband's from Long Island, and we've had major. Dis- discussions about okay. pizza and bagels okay, and cool. I right. have to admit that we might have the best baseball team Red Sox mm. but pizza and bagels yeah we'll we'll give that one to New York oh okay got it okay any specific places that you're that you can think about like when you were in New Jersey well you yeah uh, New York I was in New York uh Emilio's Pizza or okay. Little Vincent's oh okay giving you hmm. new names mom like, okay check out bagels i don't know i feel like i haven't had a bad bagel in new york so ah. yeah alexandra she is the goo i mean again the guru with food so yeah okay go oh, yeah. on go ahead anything uh, else alexandra what what meal makes you the happiest mm. uh, pasta any kind of pasta makes me happy <laughs> anything pasta okay. with meat sauce pasta with meatballs pasta with veal throw uh-huh. some fish in there i mean i love seafood Okay. Yeah. That's what we were talking about seafood. So what, what would, what's your best, what's your favorite seafood and like, where would you go for it? Seafood? I'd have to go to where I grew up in Boston. My favorite. I don't know. I love fish. I love uh, mahi mahi. I love haddock. I love scrawn. I love scallops. I love shrimp. Um, (laughs) Not a big salmon fan, but I can, I can get down with salmon and I do love some good sushi. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm a seafood lover. Do you enjoy avocado toast? I know that's such like a generic question, but yes. I feel like, like I what's do. your go-to avocado toast or like breakfast? I'm not a big breakfast person. I'll say coffee, just coffee drinker, but yes, avo toast with a sunny side up egg on it and some everything, but the bagel seasoning. Okay. That is is a really good meal. I was just at Trader Joe's the other day and literally I walked in. I like, I was wearing a mask, but like, if you could see the smile under my face, it's my half. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Chips that have everything but the bagel seasoning. Oh my God. I'm just like, it's insane. Yeah. With culture and like traveling, um, you mentioned Europe. Like, where would you want to go back to go to? I'd love to go back to Portugal and I'd love to have my parents come with me so that they can show me around. The last time I was there, I was a kid. So I remember a lot of it, but I wouldn't be able to Mm. go and check where they were born and all that without them. So I definitely want to do that first. And I've always been super big into Spanish culture. So I'd love to go to Spain. I just have to sharpen up on my nice nice okay so let's talk food let's talk portuguese food okay so what 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 do you like i'm pretty limited with my knowledge base of portuguese i don't know how you are with alexandra but throw something out there yeah Yeah. totally oblivious paella and or like that's spain spanish yeah yeah we we do cook that we we have a seafood rice also which is really good but my favorite thing is probably pork and little necks with a potato so it's little pieces of cubed pork cooked with some little neck clams and potatoes and there's little spice to it nice probably my favorite meal Mm -hmm. nice nice and bread portuguese people eat bread 
all the time. So you got to throw bread in there to soft up any. Got it. Oh, any, nice. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking, what are you thinking? You're like, and is there a gluten-free restaurant there? <laughs> thinking that you're like no i'm i'm like bread too yeah like, i mean sadly the carbs yeah sadly i'm like yeah no that's what it is but and what about for your husband any like specific you mentioned pasta you like pasta and stuff uh, he's like he's more pizza so we're oh, in the it. south now and we uh, have good pizza yeah. so i have got learned it. how to cook my own pizza so we usually do like pizza fridays and i'll do my own pizza and he's happy with that so well that's cool all right let's talk dessert and then we'll wrap it Oh. What's your dessert favorite? Let's talk chocolate. I'm not Let's a big chocolate see. fan. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I just lose points? <laughs> yeah, you lost your friends. Ashley, <laughs> oh, chocolate makes me so happy. What about, what's your favorite dessert? What, what is your go-to? I like flaky desserts, like, like a Napoleon or like mm. a turnover. I love lemon desserts. Oh. And like I also love a good creme brulee. Nice. What about the South? What's, what's, what's the South got to offer you? Because I know that definitely there's some great Southern cuisine down there. Probably barbecue. Mm. Some okay. good barbecue. But there's yeah. like really good desserts. When we went to New Orleans, we went to Cafe oh, yeah. DuPont. And oh, well, yeah. 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 Like, That's yeah. really good. We haven't been like in the, the South, South. We'll have to come and visit. We are come, visit. To. Yeah. Yeah. come visit. Yeah. All right, Alexandra. All right. And then, yeah, so then this was fun. Now the heart to heart. What is an introspective moment or a conversation that you've had that's changed you in some way? Hmm. I mean, I keep wanting to go back and just saying that all of the stories that have been submitted are, you know, super inspirational to me because they all end not all of them, almost all of them. I'd say like 95% of them end in a positive note. So to see people pull themselves out of their worst moments has just been amazing to see. But I will bring up our friend, Ben Higgins. Ah, I know you guys hmm. are big fans of Ben Higgins. Um, I spoke with him when I, you know, maybe two months ago. So my platform was pretty new. I really didn't have a lot of followers and I felt a little discouraged. And I said, you know, I wonder if, what I'm doing even matters sometimes. And he said, number one, if that's your mindset, then stop doing it because you're not doing it for the right reasons. And he said, number two, when you get one story, celebrate it. You get a follower, celebrate it. If you celebrate the small victories, then you'll start to see the reason behind why you did this. And he also said, people are sending you intimate details of their lives. Like that's a very, you know, big responsibility and you should feel honored. And I thought, well, damn it. You know, can you get any more perfect Ben Higgins? <laughs> and that is all I really needed oh, to. Oh my God. Um, I love it. I love you know, that. just, yeah, I you it. might not be able to measure the impact all the time, but it doesn't mean you're not making it. So just celebrate yeah. it. You know, I love that. Well, you so, go, Ben. Yeah, hopefully Ben will check out, of course, this episode and he'll hop on with us and do a, a little bit of an Instagram live. Oh, Ben, we're talking like 10 minutes, maybe 15. He's been trying. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Ben. We're just bombarding him constantly. But I, I believe that, you know, what, a, what beautiful advice he gave you. Mm -hmm. And obviously he knows 
what it feels like to, of course, go through his own journey. And obviously you're promoting and have his book out and it's yeah. not so much of him. Of course, he wants his book to be out there and sell and so forth, but it's about his personal journey right. that brought him to the book. And I also like the fact that I think you mentioned that you didn't really know about him. Like you didn't know that he was a bachelor and all his other stuff that had, you know, was going on. And I find that that, I find that amazing because you really connected to him because of his story and what it was and like, oh yeah. And by the way, because I think that is just the coolest because you weren't connecting because of his stardom of some sort. Yes. Right. I was not fangirling. Um, even though yeah. I thought I was like, well, he looks like a mental health advocate and he's easy on the eyes. I mean, we can't. All right, Ben. Yeah. Whatever. That. Um, <laughs> Why is it always that? Ben? But anyway, whatever. But um, yeah, I had no idea. And I actually let him know when I spoke with him, I said, I'm really sorry, but I did not know you were the bachelor. And um, I don't know if he was offended or if he just felt like, <laughs> you know, finally, someone's oh not. Oh my God. My right. Right. And it's like you really getting to know him for a Yeah. I think that's, I love that. I, 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 because I just love, I don't know. I just love that people don't know people's notoriety. So thank you, Christy. That was beautiful. What, what I think we were going to say to you is Christy, where can everybody find you? Yes. Oh. On Instagram at peace underscore pals. Yeah. Or you can send me a story or an email. Um, actually, you can send me a story using my submission form at peacepals.org. Mm -hmm. uh, or you can shoot me an email at my story at peacepals.org or slide into my DMs. I respond oh. to every DM. So love it. We love that. I think sometimes when Instagram accounts get big, it's hard to reach. And so the fact that you want to connect with every single follower just shows like how passionate you are, but also that you really are there for everyone. So we love that. Thanks. Perfect. And I'm not that big yet. So it's a, it's a little easier. Well, um, you will be, you, you will, will be, we'll be celebrating your year anniversary. Time keeps going so quickly and, you know, ours is about to approach June 10th. Coming so up. that's cool. And it's just been so fun, exciting, and just so real talking to you today. And yeah. I really feel yeah. that so many are of our people, our listeners, yours will connect to you. And Alessandra, your take. No, thank you so much for coming on. This has been sure. a a great conversation and I really think that there could be like a spin-off podcast from this episode hey, honestly, do it. honestly you guys made me laugh with just like talking yeah. about I think the motherhood and like the reality of it and postpartum yeah. and all of that because you know it's really not talked about I think that there's mom groups and this and that and I feel like there's always like another Today Show article about how not to yeah. mom shame, mm -hmm. but yeah. it really talked about in the sense that it's affecting your mental health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. So I think mm. it's definitely a topic to dive more about. I don't know. I'm ready, Christy. I'm happy to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a chatter, so I can say I, I think it would be great. You could bring yeah. your, you know, your, are you a Gen Zer? Christy, you're uh, I, I, you guys said your age, so I'll I'm 38. Oh my god, yeah, be so. proud, man. I just 55 and like <laughs> go. Like, I, you know, what's interesting about age, and we'll just end it at this. I think that there was a point in my life where I just I don't know. I it not it's not that I didn't want to say how old I was, but you know, you, oh, I'm almost 50 or this and that, but I'm so friggin' proud of where I am right now and what I've done in the year and how Alexandra and I have been connected with this podcast and everything that I've been through that I just, 
yeah, it's what I am and who I am. And, you know, I think people really need to just say what you are, like, be proud of it. You're, right. you're alive, you're healthy, and you're here. So right. just whatever. You know? What's Woo-hoo. the alternative? What's the alternative? Right? Exactly. I'd Exactly. 103 than the Absolutely. Alternative. I'll still be on this podcast. They'll have to cart me off. <laughs> anyway, but I would love to do something like that. You know, we have to we have to think of something creatively, you know, about what that conversation went, because I do think Alexandra thanks that there would be a lot of people that would connect because of your age and where I'm at. A- and we'll bring Ben along for the ride. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. Well, about we don't that. want to scare him. He is, you know, almost a newlywed. You don't, that's you don't right. Scare that's him true. off from having children with his beautiful fiance. I think it's always good to know, but not to scare. We'll leave it at <laughs> Well, I think, you know, it's the interesting thing about scare is that I think it's just, it's nice to know what <laughs> is going to happen to you. Yes. It's nice to have that information. And if you don't want to know, then just don't listen to the podcast. Right. Turn it off. Anyway, oh on that note, Chris, anyway, we won't be scary, but I'm down. So yeah, I'm not sure about me not being scary. I think you're going to be the sweeter, nicer one. I think I'm going to be the very matter of fact and just tell all. So we need it's a, a balance. balance. It's a good balance. <laughs> anyway, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere you stream your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at coming underscore from the heart podcast or on Twitter at CFTH podcast. That's CFTH podcasts, Facebook coming from the heart podcast and uh, we'll be announcing this in our episode airing well yeah this episode is coming out in two weeks but we're officially launching our website so everyone go check that out all the details and christy's details are in our episode description perfect thank you guys thank you awesome we love you christy i love you guys too take care